If you go that route, though, you're going to pay. What with the gown, limos, and all the rest, you're probably looking at about a hundred grand. I can remember when a hundred grand used to buy a house. And a nice one, too. But for a hundred or fewer guests, I can do all the arranging. Once I'm given a budget and specifics as to menu, flowers, photographer, music, you name it, I draw up a detailed contract, then get signatures along with the down payment. After that, I call the vendors, set the schedule, and arrange deliveries. Any changes to the contract mean big bucks, so generally people are content to leave well enough alone. But Bridezilla Billy, as I'd come to call her, was never content. Billy's long-suffering mother, Charlotte, was footing the bill. Attenborough Pear, having died of a bleeding ulcer long ago, and Billy seemed not to care that every single new arrangement she was demanding was costing hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars. It won't be a problem, Billy would say breezily, each time she called in April, then May, then June, to say we absolutely had to have lunch so she could talk about new things she wanted. We can just put all this on my tab. And then I would arrive at the appointed time at whatever place she'd said she wanted to have lunch, and she would be late, usually more than an hour late. The reason? She'd say she'd gotten lost. Never mind that she'd lived in Aspen Meadow all her life, or her Mercedes wouldn't start, or she'd thought we were meeting an hour after when she'd originally said... One time, when she didn't show up at all, and I called her house, she said she thought we were meeting the following week. Billy was, in short, a flake. Like most of the weddings I cater, Billy's ceremony was taking place in the summer. Let the weather cheer you up, I told myself, as I typed up contract change after contract change and faxed them through to Charlotte Attenborough. And so I planned and ordered food and waited for spring, which, at 8,000 feet above sea level generally doesn't arrive until June. By then, the thick crust of ice on our town's lake has melted. The fresh scent of pollinating pines and newly leafy aspens fills the air. With snow still blanketing the continental divide, visible in the distance, the setting is particularly idyllic. But this summer was different. Maybe I should quit doing weddings, I told Tom when Bridezilla Billy stopped insisting we have lunch and instead started phoning me an average of 17 times a day. She'd already moved her wedding date twice. The reason? She said she wanted to lose 20 pounds to fit into a new dress she'd just bought. She claimed she was working with Victor Lane out at Gold Gulch Spa to get into tip-top shape. Getting into tip-top shape was the euphemism Billy used for trying to sweat off some of her roles the kind that had nothing to do with Parker House. Did I know Victor Lane? Billy asked. Yes, I began. But she tossed her highlighted blonde hair over her shoulder, helped herself to the key lime pie I'd left on the counter, and cut me off just as she placed an enormous piece of pie on a plate in front of herself. Once she'd forked up a mouthful, she was eager to provide me with an update on embroidery that was being added to the waist of the new dress. Then I heard about the seed pearls that were being sewn into the train and the lace now edging the veil. Aside from myself, I'll tell you who I had sympathy for. Her dressmaker. Why do you put up with her? Asked Jack Carmichael, my godfather. 
who had moved to Aspen Meadow from New Jersey in February. I mean, I'm going out with Charlotte, and I can barely stand to listen to Billy for a New York minute. I feel sorry for Billy, I said. Jack raised his gray eyebrows and did one of his energetic little waltzes around my kitchen. You want to feel sorry for someone? Make it her poor mother. You're too kind, Gertie girl. Gertie girl was the nickname Jack had always used for me. It was short for Gertrude, my real name. Jack didn't like the name Goldie. He'd told me when I was very small. It had been one of the times he'd shown up without warning at our house, laden with gift bags full of books, puzzles, and games. He always loved to pose riddles to me, too. What word appeared when so met imes? He asked when I was five. After a moment, I shrieked, Sometimes!